We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Great to see you last weekend. Like it, but I'm wondering if Bogey gets rerouted for Bruce Brown by the end of the day. A little anxiety about having Bogey or Burks next to Julius and, and Jalen Brunson. Um, I, I, I say no. I think they're very happy with the situation, but we could be wrong. Well, I also say no because the uh, the math, my dear friend, tells us that it would be comp- it would be a little problematic. Like, let's say it's it's Bogdanovich flipped and Brown comes back. So that would put the Knicks on the tax with only 12 players on guaranteed contracts. Who would you move out? Obviously, they're not moving Julius Randle or Jalen Brunson. They're not moving OG. Doubt they move Mitch. They can't move Hart. They're not moving DiVincenzo. They just acquired Burks. They're not going to move him. They're not going to move Hartenstein. It'd be Precious Achua, Jericho Sims, uh, and they can't move Miles McBride. So considering how also the, the lack of depth that they have with Mitchell Robinson out, I doubt that they would put themselves in a position to take on Brown, throw Bogdanovich out, and also toss another center with that two-for-one type trade. They like their depth. It makes more sense that way. So, uh, Kevin, I would be surprised. It would also make them small. You'd essentially be uh, taking Deuce out of the rotation, or you'd be running a rotation that involves Burks, Deuce, and um, Brown, not to say they can't stagger, of course they can, but the pieces aren't quite as seamless. Uh, the size and the shooting matters with Bogdanovich. I, I would, I, I gather they're not going to move him. Again, it all hinges on OG's health, but you are going to, there, there will never be a moment in the playoffs where if you consider our centers to be top-notch defenders, and at this point, I do consider both of them to be Mitch and and uh, and Hartenstein to be both top-notch defenders. You're never going to have a, a possession where there aren't two top-notch defenders on the floor at the same time. And I would imagine for a lot of those possessions, you're, you're going to have three top-notch defenders. So I, I, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Thanks, Kev. Appreciate you. Uh, Hanshu, Leon from Potential Fraud to Masterclass. I kind of feel this was... There's a lot of masterclass vibes seem like going around the internet about the next today. So I think that's I and I kind of think they're warranted. Um, but we'll see. 
potential fraud. What are we doing here? He just traded for OG months ago. He signed Jalen Brunson to the best contract in the NBA. He signed Isaiah Hartenstein to one of the best contracts in the NBA. Yeah. Like it's one off season that went wrong out of four yeah. and one trade deadline out of four that yeah. yielded nothing. Yeah. Like I'm taking a 75% hit rate over a four year span in terms of like years that work. We talk about the smaller deals and quibble about it. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to like rake you over the coals here, but like, he, he's been good. This front office has been good. They've brought in quality players and built a winning team and retooled on the fly. Uh, it just like, it's, it's consistently been very good. Yeah. Ain't no one going to want to play this team. Thanks, Hush. Uh, Brandon Kohler, what's going on, Brandon? How you doing, man? Sad to see Quentin Grimes and Archie go, but 10 out of 10 trade. We had shooting, playmaking, and depth. Go Knicks. Great job, Leon. Uh, yeah. That, I, no, no disagreement with any of that. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate you. Kevin with another one. Also, John, member of the Quinn Grimes. Remember. Do I remember, remember. the yeah. Quinn? Thank you. Quinn Grimes versus uh, Alec Burke debates of 2021. I think I've probably phased a lot of uh, those from my memory. Uh, but yeah, I, I vaguely remember a lot of that stuff. Um Different players at different stages of their careers. The amount of usage that Alec Burks got in that uh, 21-22 season was borderline indefensible. Obviously, now this is a, a different team in a different spot with different aspirations. I'll add one thing to debates, Alec Burks, all of that. If there's one thing that I feel is very justifiable criticism of how this front office operated, it was... It was moving Burks instead of Derek Rose to Detroit in the first place to create the cap space to sign Brunson and Hartenstein. Now, the good news is the Knicks were able to find a way out of it. They got Burks back for a very low cost. But if we're talking about like, yeah, it would have been better to do one thing or the other, keeping Burks and not moving uh, or you know, moving Rose instead, because months later, the Knicks benched Rose and then he... Yeah was non-guaranteed and then left like that's what would have been a, a wiser move but it didn't wind up hurting them too much yeah. it was more of a scratch than a bullet hole it's, it's interesting though you know it's kind of i file that one under everything happens for a reason rose had so clearly deteriorated that he was easy to remove from the rotation and all of the players that like got in the rotation when this, that season turned around, like we're, we're, we're happy. Like Deuce got a shot, obviously quickly got started to get more of a shot. So like, there's a, there's a weird silver lining there. And I also just want to shout out James C uh, in the Substack chat here. Uh, can we pour one out for Evan Fournier? Who's been a total pro. I'm sure someone will probably, someone else will probably bring that up, but I wanted to say that out loud. Thanks Kev. Um, how do another one to lethal shooters for Brunson? Ha ha ha. That's yep. that's <laughs> yes, touched on that already. I love the shooting that it brings. Sam Garcia, the champagne is in the fridge, man. I I kind of love that they didn't, not that they were ever going to do this, but like they didn't look at the injury situation and punt on the season. Again, they were never going to do that, but they, I'm just really excited now. You just, we just got to gotta get to the playoffs. That's it. Just get, we got to get there. In one piece, I, th that th that remains as true today as it did yesterday. Thank you, Sam. 
Juanon, what's going on? Juanon's been on fire today uh, with all the other all the other substackers. Where a traded player exception for Derrick Rose away from getting the band fully back together, fellas. Bogey can play the tambourine. I'm so effing happy. Taj Burks, Brunson, OG Hart, Dibs has his guys. Let's go to war. Um. Okay. I'm not saying that Taj is gone or will be here, but I wouldn't. I would write him in in pencil. There's a reason he's on a 10 day contract. Yeah. Maybe that changes, but I, I certainly would love to see him stay. It just they've got to they've got to find a way to find to fill up the roster spots in other ways because they also need continuous soup with minimum contract players because they're not going to move Taj in a deal this summer. So correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, because of how close they are to the tax. And I think Bobby, uh, our, our friend of the pod, Bobby Marks tweeted it out before the, whether the, the players that they sign, whether those players have many years uh, of service time versus very few years of service time will, will matter, right? It will. Yes, that is, I was actually researching this last night. Oh, okay. thought, well, there's there's a like there's a sense that the Knicks are going to have to do something here. There's also um, I'll have to look it up again, but there is a rule about how actually I have it right here. So this year, the new NBA. Uh, this is from Mike Vorkanoff. He had a great piece months ago in the Athletic. The new CBA will change the rules on how and when teams can roster fewer than 14 players. Okay. New rules will allow teams to have fewer than 14 players on a standard NBA contract for no more than 28 total days during the regular season and never for more than 14 straight days. So okay. what the Knicks could certainly do is slow walk this just a bit sure. uh, and be able to you know, keep it as is until after the all-star game, not have any depth pieces that they then add. The longer they're able to wait, the better because that minimum salary is prorated this year. That's and as was, each yeah. day passes, it's less money that you owe the player because it's just, that's just how it goes. So I would 2.5 by the, the way, per, per yeah. Bobby Marks below. Yeah. I can, I can tell you right now, if we want to be specific, it's 2,572,995. Um, <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. 2,572,995. Wow. That's what it is. Talk about a callback. <laughs> I love that song too. There's a dance version of that song that I've like gone running too many times. Hi, Sue. Uh, oh, it's someone's Keep feeling going. good. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Hi, yes, Sue. Uh, Br- Brunson DiVincenzo. OG, Boyan, iHeart injected into my veins. There are so many fun lineups we could construct now. Again, I, I kind of touched on it in the opening monologue, but like Thoughts of of backup units, like switch everything backup units. Like again, Tibbs is never going to do it because he always wants a rim protector out there. But just the notion of like, and again, you need guys to get healthy. But like Randall, OG Ananobi, uh, Bogdanovich, uh, like Burks and Josh Hart. I don't know. I'm just throwing five names out there. Those are four wing size players. Uh, I don't know. I'd be curious to see what those guys did in a, a couple of minutes. Lots of stuff possibility. Mm-hmm. Alex, what's going on, Alex? I genuinely like this move a ton. Clearly, Grimes has value across the NBA. Good work, Leon and Co. Just don't play Burks at point guard ever again, please, Tibbs. Well, <laughs> Alex, you might be in for a surprise here. He's going to see it, time running the point. Uh, he, he's definitely going to see time running the point in the regular season. Again, I'll, I'll just, I'm very curious to see 
because Brunson is not going to play 40 minutes a game in the playoffs uh, for as much as he may want to and as much as Tibbs may want to play him that many. So I, I don't know. He might. Like, <laughs> every game? He, he, uh, I'm just, I'll look at the, the amount of time he played in the playoffs last year, but he, he played a lot. Enough where I feel like it's not, like we can't rule it out. Okay, so he played nine games. This is, oh, sorry, hold on. Give me a second. Sure. Um, he, in the just in the Miami series, just the Miami series, he played 40, 39, 37, 44, 48, 45. In the Cavs series, he played uh, 29, 36, 37, 42, 41. So, I, I mean, that is a total average of 40.3 minutes. So, I think he could absolutely do it. But the biggest question, of course, was who was going to back up uh, Brunson last year. Weren't a ton of options. We know how that option with Deuce running things for a few minutes went. It sunk that game. The margin margin of error is even slimmer. But the good news is that the Knicks now have more options to throw out there. You want more options. That's good. Thanks, Alex. Uh, Greg film stuff. What's going on, Greg? How are you? Great move. Sad to see crimes go, but the bench is solidified and now you truly have a complete team. Great five and a really good bench. If New York can get healthy for the playoffs, we will be a tough out. I think that's incredibly well said. Um, just another thought on Grimes because I, I, I'm happy everybody's saying that they're going to be sad to see Grimes go because that's, that's real. Um, and I think one interesting perspective on this is like, the Knicks outkick their coverage with Grimes as the 25th pick and certainly with quickly as the 20, I wish we could see 25 or 20, 25, 25. 25th pick. It's still, th- those are still two 25th picks that Leon Rose and his regime and the coaching staff, because they helped coach those guys up parlayed into what they have now parlayed themselves into, which is the thing that to me, probably as much or more than anything else is stunning to think about is the roster that Rose inherited and the roster that we have now and the fact that all of the firsts are still here to say nothing of some additional firsts. That's just wild. Truly. Um, Thank you, uh, Greg. Appreciate you. Adam Heitner. What's going on, Adam? Love this trade. What do you think our weaknesses are when fully healthy? Does Deuce play the off-ball guard with Burks or get moved to the bench? It basically means out of the rotation. I don't know about you, Jeremy. I'm not even... I'll probably spend a minute thinking about it at some point today. I'm not all that worried about like what is our fully healthy regular season rotation. Because there's like they do have a lot of guys right now. Um, because they're just so banged up. It's not only that they're banged up now. Like You wanted, if you're the Knicks, and I'm sure the coaching staff, and I'm sure the players... The ability to rest guys and not feel like you have like everybody that could like if you could walk, you could play. It's a great mantra to have. I love it. Maybe not the mantra we needed for the final 30 games of the regular season um, or like post all-star break. So now you you get to uh, like I think Deuce and Burks will probably play a lot together. Um, and in, ter- in terms of what do you think our weaknesses are when fully healthy? Yeah, the defense got a little weaker. But they've been the second best defense in the league since January 1st. It could afford to get a little weaker. Uh, so man, you want to tell me like, yeah, they're still not going to have the best guy in a lot of playoff series. Well, all of a sudden now you look around and you look how Jalen Brunson's playing. I, 
I'll, I'll take my chances in a lot of those series with our with with Jalen Brunson. As am I. And I think that their one true weakness right now is that they just don't have another top end talent player. And it's not to that's no shade against Jalen Brunson. Uh, it's more that you need another elite player. You don't know what you're going to get from Julius Randle when healthy or if he's even going to be healthy enough to play. The hope is that he is healthy and that he plays well. But there needs to be just one more presence that commands significant attention on the offensive end. Because as of right now, I mean, look, I, I think this team could go toe to toe with the best competition in the NBA. But also, am I, and I know I'm, I'm overlooking the East when I say this, but if the Knicks magically, right, got to a point where they're playing for a championship, I don't feel very good about playing the Clippers. I don't feel very good about playing the Nuggets. I, and I don't feel great about playing the Celtics, but I think there's, there's, more depth at least where it can help you because the Celtics who I thought made a great trade with Tillman are still yeah. lacking a little bit in terms of their depth. If one player goes down they're they're in a heap of trouble. So uh, it, I, I, but the depth isn't necessarily what wins you playoff games that it can help, but depth is typically what wins you regular season games, which puts you in a better position mm -hmm. come playoff time. So the weakness is that the Knicks just don't have the top end talent this year that I think gets them truly into uh, like from a lowercase contender to a all caps contender, but that's mm. okay because they've maximized their avenues without hurting their long-term future in a way that I'm very happy about. Yeah, for sure. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Prize Picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers, picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With the NBA season more than midway through and the NFL season with just three games left, now is as good a time as any to pick combo projections across sports from the Specials League. For example, on any given night, take Jalen Brunson over in points, Julius Randle over in rebounds, or OG Ananobi over in steals. Then combine it with two NFL props, like Patrick Mahomes over in passing yards, or Christian McCaffrey over in touchdowns. Prize Picks is a really simple way to play. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. Like on Taco Tuesday each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. Josh, so focused. I thought Evil Dante couldn't be combined with others. We explained that at the top, so hopefully that was that was cleared up. Again, it's going to be two separate trades. <clears throat> um, Nick D. Simone, wow! Thank you so much for the generous uh, contribution, Nick. Uh, this is actually from my employer. They're paying you instead of me since I spent all morning in Substack. <laughs> <laughs> love the trade. Love the content. Side note: Deuce better than Grimes, in my opinion. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't want to spend any time dragging Grimes' name through the mud in any way. I will say that I think Deuce's emergence, seemingly as a shooter that you could rely upon this year, has definitely changed the calculation. 
Um, and th- the fact that we continue to see these flashes of him putting it on the floor. Um, I guess the one thing I'll say, and, and um, this is going to sound like I'm going back on what I just said I didn't want to do, but I do think the the piece about Grimes' defense needed needs to be contextualized in the sense that at his size, yes, he's an elite point of attack defender against like guard size players, but that's that's where the elite part ends because I think we've seen enough to know now that you know unlike maybe a Josh Hart who can you're maybe not going to love it but you can feel okay about sticking him on like a Tatum sized guy um, or, or maybe a Jalen Brown sized guy like Grimes I, I personally feel less okay like I don't think the, the defensive upside at his position is elite I'm not sure I feel the same way at this point about the versatility upside, which I do think limits the overall, you know, what, what we're, what we're talking about here. And uh, I love, I love Deuce defensively. That goes without saying. They're different players in the they sense are. that I would trust Grimes' def- defense more than I would trust Deuce's. But at this point, Deuce's offense is, is making Grimes expendable to the point where he's gone. And the contracts coming up, certainly a big factor there too. But, even still, the Knicks made this choice when they inked Deuce to an extension. And mm-hmm. kept him. Yeah, and we said it then, I think we'll say it again now, Deuce remains a nice depth piece, you know, and that's probably what he should be at this point in his career is a nice depth piece, you know, which again, a guy who can play hashtag meaningful minutes, but maybe you're, you're not relying on. Thanks, Nick. Hushu with another one. Hushu, you're on fire today. Okay, but I'd like to know, does this trade now create the pathway to extend iHeart and OG with the money they potentially want? Jeremy, I'll let you take that. It doesn't have much of an impact. I mean, the only... I've always kind of written in in truly in pen with the Fournier money, not because it would be going to him, but because it'd be going to someone else. In this case, it'll be going to Bogdanovich. Uh, they, they can still bring iHeart back they can still bring og back i'll saying it for a few weeks i'll keep saying it i think there's a very strong pathway to og opting in and extending especially if uh, depending on the severity of this injury but i wouldn't be too worried about how this all goes to play yeah nothing changes go sign that hushu we waited for decades for a monster roster i think hushu's excited today Listen, I don't want to tell people to temper their excitement because I'm as excited as anyone. Um, they 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 got to get their guys back. Still, they got to get their guys back healthy. But it's it's so nice that like the feeling of like how much we were limping into the All Star break was like for me. It was even sixteen and three over the last nineteen games. It was like really putting a bit of a damper on my overall excitement for the team. So again, that's not necessarily why you make a trade but i i don't i don't feel that way anymore so i would gather this happened largely in part due to the positive relations between the knicks and the pistons like they've made trades before they have helped each other out and in fact it often feels like the pistons have helped the knicks out more than the knicks have helped the pistons out although they got them jalen duran so so there's a relationship here which leads me to believe that if you're the knicks and you are on the phone with a team like Toronto or with Portland, and you're looking at Brown or Brogdon, uh, respectively, perhaps the asking prices are pretty rich for those guys. And yet, if you're the Knicks, you then go to Detroit, 
and you try to say, look, we have a relationship with you. Like, let's work together. And oftentimes that's how business gets done. It's between people who have those pre-existing bonds. I would not be shocked in the slightest if Detroit did not, like if they were willing to come down off of a steeper offer because they had that relationship. Something interesting also, speaking of prior relationships, um, the Detroit first that we own, not involved in this trade, which is, I'm sure, I wonder how much that was brought up, um, but still still got it. So that's good. Mm-hmm. M. Torts does Bogey and Fournier grade out that different? Oh, I, I think so. God, yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Evan Fournier was unplayable. And look, I, I'm not saying that's, 100% on him, I would imagine going from an everyday starter to yeah. completely out of the rotation, seeing minutes once in a blue moon doesn't help your game. But Bogdanovich is a is a much better player. It's just, just he just is. I I think I feel bad for Fournier and I, I love the flowers that he's getting today for his professionalism over the last two years. And I'm just going to say, I don't think it was as much about Fournier, the player as the fit. And I think that has to do with mostly on court. Um, it's just he couldn't, his combination of skills never jived with this team when he was signed, let alone as the team has kind of progressed. I think Bogey will jive better with that, within that sense. <clears throat> Thanks, M. Torts. Sergio Acosta, what if we were healthy? Boyan and, and Boyan and Birkenbag. Nice. <laughs> Birkenbag. I never heard him called that before. No, I. I don't mind. Yeah, it'll be it'll be nice to get healthy. I can't wait for until we're healthy. Alex, what's going on, Alex? Hello from the land of enchantment. Oh wow, bringing back an oldie but a goodie. Nothing useful to say except thanks for the live stream. Come visit me on Deuce Island at the Dante DiVincenzo Pub. So uh, Alex is being a little. Uh, I don't know if coy is the word here because I don't know that there was any household other than maybe Quentin Grimes' household uh, itself. That was a bigger fan of Quentin Grimes. And I know that, you know, I, I don't think for like the vast majority of fans, Grimes ever got to the place that either quickly or RJ got for like different respective groups um, in terms of just like that true real attachment. Uh, Alex, Quentin Grimes meant a lot to Alex. And again, his, everybody in his, his household, specifically his daughter. So, um, yeah, uh, as the Raptors creating uh, Denner, Dennis Schroeder to the Nets for Spencer Dinwiddie. Okie dokie. There you go. Jeez. Uh, saves, the, uh, saves the Nets quite a bit of money and gets Dinwiddie out of town. Um, I, I don't know. Is Dennis Schroeder going to be happy about that? Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. But it's it's interesting that the Raptors are going for cap space now. Well, that's a good one. And that is another. Oh thought. yeah. Because shorter sign next year. That's right. I'm sorry. I forgot that. And addition to that, if you're the nets, obviously you wanted to move him out, but Schroeder having that money on the books next year, perhaps they're looking to add continuous soup themselves to try to get a player like Donovan Mitchell or any other star that might hit the market. They have plenty of first round picks. They need salary. Next, they go into next year also with Ben Simmons' expiring contract. I don't think that's worth a damn, but it is expiring and that's worth noting. Something. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Rich McLeod, best 
basketball improvement didn't fill need. This oh, uh, Bruce Brown improvement Bruce Brown. didn't fill need. This does both. Completely agree. Yeah. yeah I, totally for a second, agree. I thought Breaking Bad improvement, and I was like, we're not talking about Better Call Saul. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I, watch those shows. I thought show. he said Boyan Bogdanovich. So I'm glad you deciphered that, Jeremy, that the Bruce Brown improvement. I've been racking my brain this whole time wondering what that meant. Oh, well, I, I would assume that's what he meant. But we'll see. No, I think Jeremy nailed it. Bruce Brown improvement. It didn't fill a need. This yeah, I think he's both. actually talking about uh, BB Newworth. That's, um, that's who I think is the option. Which, maybe he's I, a fan I, I of Bobby agree. Brown. It could be. Barry Bonds, Millie Bobby Brown. Barry Bonds is is walking in the door. Rich is a baseball guy. It's Barry Bonds that we're talking about. Okay, Bonds is underappreciated. I agree with that. Yes. Uh, Shout out steroids. (laughs) Jamie O'Grady, what's going on, Jamie? How you doing, man? Incredible deal. One, no first round pick out going. Two, tradable salary next year. And three, team got much, much better deeper. Naturally, some concern about health of Randall and OG, but a truly fantastic move by the front office. Yeah, totally. It's like, but again, if you if if you're if you were concerned about those guys, then you're feeling a little bit less concerned today. And I, I do want to say the thing that I like. Jeff Stotts put out a great uh, piece on the OG Ananobi injury, in which he kind of laid out the likeliest thing, which is like this is the sort of thing you rest and rehab, and then you get a surgery in the offseason, which I would imagine he'll do. But he did lay out a doomsday scenario, which is like, look, there have been players who have had to get in season procedures on this. Those those are not season-ending type of uh, procedures. Like again, the, it would be a little bit dicey. But I think he mentioned one player. I, I'm a, it's escaping me who it was, but that like got a procedure done, like an invasive procedure, and he was back in 19 days. And he mentioned uh, once a Nick, always a Nick. Uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting who the hell it was. Someone on the 12-13 team uh, that was missed 53 days, I think, with the injury. So like you, if if it's like doomsday and OG needs to like get something done in season, it, it doesn't mean he's like out until the playoffs. Agreed. Before the playoffs. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, Jasso Focus guaranteed Jacob Toppin minutes tonight. I, I mean, he didn't get minutes the last game. Yeah. The only player who would get minutes is DiVincenzo. I'm sorry, Flynn. I called him DiVincenzo. Evil Dante. And Oh, yeah, but Flynn did play the last game. He did, but that was also because of the injury sustained to Brunson. Yeah, there's Evil Dante played the first half of both the last two games. He was a backup. No, it wasn't because of injury. No, I did. Am I misremembering? He no, he didn't play in the second half. He played the second half either. But but there's seven minutes out there. Yeah, so maybe you know what what I was focusing on. Maybe Jacob top in minutes tonight. John might be right. Uh, I mean, can you imagine if Brunson doesn't go? Oh, then we're getting forty Jacob top in minutes tonight. I don't even. I don't even know what that would look like because Archie's not here. Oh, why'd you have to remind me? Now I'm mad at Leon Rose again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Hushzu, Celtics, Cavs, Bucks, we coming for you. Ah, uh, I mean, the race. I, I think the Celtics have put enough of a distance between themselves. <laughs> what? <laughs> you heard it too, ah. Jerry. <laughs> ah, can, we, it's, can I get it's you to ah. read that? I want, I want you to read that again. Just please. Celtics, Cavs, Bucks, we coming for you. Ah. It got even better. I, I imagine that a Precious Achua roar that happened in the Pacers game. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Okay. I, I, I tried, everybody. We got what we got. Uh, you got what you got. You're going to like it. Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, is going to Toronto, and Thad Young is going back to Brooklyn. 
according oh. to Jake Fisher and then Adrian Wojnarowski. Um, huh. Hold on. Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh, Additionally, okay. just real quick. Um, so Bobby Marks tweeted about the Knicks salary. Ian Bagley said Knicks still have their biannual exception, which allows them to offer a multi-year deal to any buyout Tanner. targets. That's accurate. Yes, the Knicks would be limited to two seasons. The first one is this one. The second one is the next one. Uh, the Knicks are already hard capped. So I, again, I don't expect them to go this route. And then Bobby chimed in saying, but you would prefer to keep that until the 2024 off, off season, use it now and not available in July, which is true. It's called biannual because if you use it one year, you can't use it the next. But the thing to keep in mind is that if the Knicks do go the biannual route this year or next year, it would cap them because it hard caps them at a certain level where I think they might want to go above. So I would not expect them to use the biannual. I'd be shocked if they use the biannual this year and it would be very surprised if they used it this summer. It's five million or whereabouts? Somewhere along those lines. But I think the other factor is if you have Alec Burks's bird rights, which the Knicks would, then you don't necessarily need to bring in a biannual player because yeah. you've got Burks. Perhaps you also can, I, you know, if you had to move uh, Deuce, then like, is Rokas coming over? Are you able to fill in the gaps effectively where you don't even need to do that at all? The the fact that they have now set themselves up to, as you're kind of going through, not need to use any exceptions and thus go above the hard cap if they need to next season, that's that's pretty notable. Yeah, I know that Burks is an expiring free agent. I'm not saying he's continuous soup because he, he cannot be. He can't be extended either. But having his bird rights... And trying to work with him, especially if the Knicks make a big move, that's huge. Because the only other way you'd get Burks would be through an exception, which could hard cap the Knicks. Or a minimum salary, which he's worth more than that. So the Knicks retaining his bird rights is a very important factor that I think has to be considered here. Sure. He's also, he's is he CAA? He, right? No, he's, he's Octagon. He's not? That's right, he's Octagon. Okay. So We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Fernando Paz Martin. First, Obi, then IQ and RJ, now Grimes. All picks gone, except Deuce and Sims. Sad to see this group broken up. I think a lot of fans, this is a, a sad day in that respect, but you you ultimately, you ultimately, I think, like, why do you hang on to homegrown players? Well, part of it is financial. Like, you want to grow your own 
players because the draft picks are cheap for the first years of their four years of their contract. Well, the Knicks got a lot of use out of their rookie contracts. Knicks got a hell of a lot of use out of IQ's rookie contract. Um, Grimes for sure, even Obi. Um, and then the other part about drafting your own players is that it like the draft is still the best avenue to acquiring star talent because it's really tough to get stars away from other teams. Like none of these, I mean, with all, you know, we could quibble about quickly, but like I, none of these guys were franchise changers for me, at least that that's my, that's my personal opinion, but yeah. Yeah. Well, the players they received were pretty talented. Yeah, that too. You, you, and you got to give to get MD HDZ. Uh, what do you think the rotation looks like now? Uh, I guess we could do, do that. You want to assume everybody's healthy? Uh, we could do it real quick. So I think it's going to stick with a nine man. So let's say uh, a, a fully healthy rotation, same starting five. And then Hardenstein backup five, or excuse me, Mitch will be the backup five. Um, I guess until Mitch is back, precious backup five. Um, I know uh, DJ and Benji had an interesting discussion about whether it'd be precious or Sims the other night. Um, I would say precious. And then Hart, bogey, Burks, Hart, bogey, Burks. That's it. And then so probably Deuce is out. Deuce would be the 10th man, right? Yeah. So I'm imagining. Yeah. In case of injury, he fills in. Foul trouble, he comes in. Yeah. But he's not going to see time really in the playoffs much anyway. I don't expect Tibbs to give him much time. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks. Good question. Good thing to probably get to. Ja, I'm with Jeremy. Not a home run swing, but a fine move. IG. Yeah. I don't know what IG means. I guess. Oh, I guess. I, I can't decipher any of this stuff. I know. That's, that's why I'm here. Hush is back with more. Y'all think Boyan eventually starts over DiVincenzo? Hell no. No, 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 no. He's not, he's not a two guard. You know? No. He's, yeah, he's not two guard. They're not going to break that up. No. Um, thanks, Hush. Thanks for all the chats. Yes. Do you think he starts over Precious for now? That's an interesting question. Yes. 100%. I hope so. Yeah. Because Tibbs doesn't love playing two bigs who don't space the floor together. It was circumstantial. Randall's out. We don't have a, another four. You can get Bogdanovich to be a little bit more versatile. So I would imagine the day one starter, let's assume Brunson and Hart are healthy, that we're going to see Brunson, DiVincenzo, Hart, uh, Bogdanovich, and Hartenstein. And then off the bench, Burks, Deuce, Achua, I mean, are they going to go eight though? Maybe, maybe they'll do spot minutes. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know either. But I think, yeah, from just from the top down, I think it makes a lot of sense for Boyan to start. John, are you still doing the putback? Is that still happening? I believe so. Okay. Why? Um, would you like to go now? And I mean that in multiple meanings. <laughs> if you give me, if you give me thirty seconds. Yes. Okay. okay. John will be right back, everybody. So I, I, you'll, uh, 30 seconds. John, John will be right back. Is what I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just filling in for a second, Jeremy. I'll, I'll, I'll text you when you're answering the next question. Thank you, everybody. We have 1,600 people watching live. We genuinely appreciate turning in for this emergency live stream that became our free agency live stream. Let's keep it going in the super chats. Jeremy. Jasso focused. Uh, ultimately, we waited this long to trade Grimes for Burks and Boyan. This deal was always out there. And if you were going to do it, then you should have sooner. 
I mean, it, it, so what does sooner mean? Like the only trade, the only seismic trade that really happened this year was the trade the Knicks did bringing in OG Ananobi. It's, it usually comes down towards the deadline and the Knicks were playing multiple different options. Like I'm sure that they, I doubt that this was their first priority, but they had to play the game. Other teams had to be willing to trade them. I'm sure that the Pistons held out longer to see if they could get more out of these two players. So I, it's not that the deal was always out there. It's more like, what were the circumstances of the deal? And now on deadline day, they finally came to a resolution of let's get this done. I agree. Also, um, didn't Fred said this before, like a lot of trades get made on the last day, like at the very last moment possible. There's a reason that this day usually coincides with all the trades. So yes, this trade might've always been out there. And this is when all the teams usually decide to make the trade. So, and the thanks. OG trade itself was a deadline move because of his player option, ex- opting in, extending six months later. Like that, that was an inherent deadline. It just wasn't the trade deadline. I agree. Welcome back, John. Thank you. You are muted. Now you're back. Now I'm not muted. OG team. Do we trust teams with 10 plus playable guys? LOL. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to take that. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to expand to a 10 man rotation. Although like, why not? I don't think he's going to expand to a 10 man rotation, but to OG question, like what was the rotation when he first got here? That was a five on five off. Yeah. It It was a hockey shift. You know what? I'm going to go back on that. (laughs) I mean, eventually cost them. That's why the second year was, was so frustrating. But then when as quickly got better and other guys got better, he went to a nine man. Yeah. And the bench unit that those years were, fantastic it's just the starting lineup the mixing and matching it had to be done i just don't think that there's going to be a 10-man rotation if there's an injury then you'll see more grimes or deuce if there's more foul trouble you'll see him it's less about being trusted it's more i just don't think he's going to make a concerted effort to play 10 guys yeah i (laughs) i wouldn't shock me that's all this wouldn't shock me i'd be surprised Pistons are waving Joe Harris, so that was. Uh, would you say that that was worth a couple second round picks this year? I would not. I think that was a pretty failed um, move on their part. I mean, creates a roster spot. Questions about what the Knicks or what the what the Pistons are doing are many. They won last night. I know. They did I know? Surprisingly Kings. enough, the seven and forty nine Detroit Pistons. Probably Solid. not. Probably not a great morning to be a Kings fan. Uh, M Torts not giving up any draft picks is masterclass. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, again, they I, the the fact that they're hanging on to all these protected firsts, especially, is so interesting to me, and it makes me wonder. And a lot of other people have have posed this theory, but like, is part of the plan? Like, okay, we get rid of all of, if we we have to make a trade that sends out all of our future draft equity, right? Future swaps, future future first, the whole thing. Well, at least we still have a pathway to adding young talent on the cheap, which we're going to need to do in terms of financially. What, what what say you to that? Well, I don't think that that's necessarily going to be how they go about it. Like, I think they're going to look for a deal that features some of their unprotected, but also focuses on the protected picks. Because the protected picks, a year ago, there was a lot of uncertainty in terms of when they would land. And now we have a better idea of it. That Mavs pick, it's going to convey. There are enough bad teams where the Mavs 
are in a position where their floor is higher, so the pick will be yielded. The Bucks pick, we know it's going to occur in 2025. We don't know yep. if it's going to the Knicks or the Pelicans because the Pelicans own it if it's one through four. It's the Pistons pick where they're opening up all this cap space to try to re- recruit talent. So they will presumably work to be better. They probably won't be a good team next year, but they will show signs of life to the point where I feel like that pick probably conveys two years from now. And the Wizards first, which is more than likely just going to convey to two seconds. Uh, so we're looking at really probably three first round picks and two seconds, but you can map out those picks pretty well and forecast that Pistons pick of like probably 2026, maybe 2027. But based on the protections of how that Pistons pick works and how the Pistons are building as a team, it -hmm. will convey. It's just a matter of which of those two years do you feel the most confident that it would convey? I I think this is a very good day for the Pistons pick. I I already felt good about it. As we've talked about it before, I think it's a good day for the Pistons pick. They Um, opened up so much more cap space, by the way. Which, speaking of opening up cap space, just want to say, yeah, do a wind horse. Why, why would the Thunder create cap space and potentially max cap space for a player earning 35% of the salary cap while having multiple picks in this year's upcoming draft where a certain someone has a, uh, a spawn uh, also known as a human, uh, a, a son, if you will, who has the same name as uh, as said player who could be available. There is a perfect window for the Thunder to poach LeBron James and draft Bronny while still having SGA, Chet, and uh, Jalen Williams. Am I saying it's likely? I don't know. But they're going to give the best damn shot that they have. And here's the craziest part. Even if LeBron does not leave the Lakers this year because of how the salary works, the Thunder have another crack at it the next year after LeBron's player option is done. So LeBron could say, Thunder aren't quite ready yet. They need another year of seasoning. I like being in LA. You know, And then they could still sign him with SGA on a max deal with Williams and Holmgren still on their rookie contracts. Like The vision's there. So any thoughts yeah. in general of like, oh, look at the Knicks trade for LeBron, like we'll explore it. I'm not going to say they're nil, but man, Presti has done quite a good job of of creating a fantastic team with young talent that's on the cheap and creating monster cap space to go get one of, if not the greatest players of all time.